0: The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted, same-game parlays, to live, in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet 100 and get a 100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And welcome into to the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my brother, Nick Olszak. How we doing,
1: sir? Doing good, doing good. Glad to be back on the show. I know last week we were supposed to record Tuesday. Ended up uh, taking the night off. I went to the Hawks game that night watching my get a win up against the Sabres doesn't happen too often where they pull one out like that it was a really uh good game Seth Jones scored like a minute left and won in overtime. and then we, yeah, we couldn't just get one out that week but uh yeah everything's been good got a win in fantasy last week kind of, the team I played was pretty checked out so I really didn't have to do too much and uh yeah no hockey over the weekend but I made a visit to Baltimore spend some uh, time with yours truly over here and yeah, I, mean, I had a fun little in and out trip for the weekend, and now uh, back to the business of hockey on the ice and fantasy hockey off the ice. Yeah, I was not a fan of that game uh, that you, that
0: you had gone to. I was funny because mm-hmm. I was, you know, hey, you know, what time were you working tonight? Like, oh, I'm going to the Hawks game. Like, oh, great, I've got Buffalo money line. That should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, yeah, Seth Jones and company. No, I, I believe there was no Patrick Kane in that game. No, he uh, played, th- but he just didn't do a thing. He okay, terrible. I gotcha. I know they were getting some random wins when he wasn't in the lineup. I was thinking mm-hmm. that may have been one of them, but yeah, it was nice to have you here over the weekend. Got got to catch uh, you know some of my guys in a game. That was nice. Um, you know, always good to have you out here. You know, mm-hmm. placing some bets together, watching some hokey pokey, some good stuff. And uh, we've got a lot to catch up with as well uh, from action from last week over the weekend. We're going to be going over some streaming waiver wire plays. Low percentage waiver wire players uh, that are performing well right now. Uh, some will be buying, some we will be probably passing on, but let's get into it and uh, dive in into the conversation of some hot waiver wire players on fantasy hockey. First up, Nick, I've got Victor Olofsson of the Buffalo Sabres. I cashed in on his goal last night up against Dallas. Wasn't too happy about it because I had Dallas money line. Ouch. Olafson quietly has 10 points in his last 10 games, 9 goals, and 1 assist in his last 10. And he's scored goals in 4 straight games here. This is about as hot as hot gets.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more there. He's got goals in 4 straight here. He's been on a really good run with the Sabres. Surprisingly enough, he is down to the 3rd line right now with Tyson Jones and Casey Middlestat. But I think that'll probably change. I think Probably Jack Quinn will move down to the third line. I think they're just trying to get him some looks with Cousins and JJP. But, yeah, he's been really good. He's on the point for the second power play. So when they get out there, he's getting shots. Last last uh, three games in a row, he's had at least three shots on goal. A lot to like about him. I like the ice time for a streaming option, you know, riding around 16, 15 minutes a game. One night, uh, he almost finished with 18 minutes. And, yeah, a lot to like here. 22 goals, six assists on the season. Buffalo's been kind of a wagon at times this year. They're kind of on and off. And so when uh, they're on, it seems like he's been on. Because, yeah, in these games where uh, they're winning, like down the stretch here, he's been producing. So lots to look forward to for the Buffalo Sabres, who I hopefully will have him see in the playoffs. And lots to look forward to for uh, Victor Olofsson as well. Yeah, there's really no red flags for me here. He's 26% rostered.
0: That's plus 16%. In the last day, so obviously the pickups are getting a little bit hotter on him right now. I was very surprised to see he was down on the third line. My guess was, was like, oh, you know, I'm looking into him I'm figuring like, oh, we probably got, you know, moved up to maybe play with uh, like Tage Thompson or something like that. No, he's, he's getting it done with, uh, was it Tyson Yost and Casey Middlestad on the third line. So, I don't know. I don't I feel like they're going to just keep that group together the way Olafson is playing, because obviously something's working here. You know, Mm -hmm. I mentioned the the goals in four straight games, but he only has one game in his last seven where he hasn't recorded a goal. So there's, you know, there was one game in there where he had, you know, no goals, no assists. That was a 4-1 loss on the 16th, uh, Nick's birthday, actually, uh, to the Florida Panthers. Uh, but the two games before that, he had three points and he had two goals in back-to-back games. So I'm interested to see what he, uh, he does this evening. They're taking on the Blues today on the road. Then they've got Winnipeg and Minnesota. Those three games, I feel like, are very good matchups. You know, on the 1st of February, he's got a matchup up against Carolina. Obviously not so favorable, but, you know, the Buffalo Sabres, they're a weird team. They have, uh, you know, always surprising offense. I know you and I were watching a game the other
1: night. And I think it was their fourth line center that scored a couple of goals. Was it Krebs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Krebs. Yeah. He buried two of them and he had a nice yeah. one off a toe drag too. And I know he
0: was just like a bottom six guy, but like, it seems like they're getting, you know, some production here throughout the lineup. So yeah, I think Victor Olfson's a, a great ad now. Keep in mind. He's, he's still, you know, a minus seven on the season. You know, he's, he's still playing on the Buffalo Sabres who are going to have their highs and lows. So I think this is a, you know, I think you'll agree this is a safe ad for now, but you know, I don't think either of us are saying he's a lock, stock keep for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more there. Uh, I don't think he'll be someone that's, yeah, you know, like a lock, stock guy for the rest of the year. I think he's someone you just kind of ride out the hot hand and then uh go from there because, yeah, we yeah. see a lot of those guys throughout the year and I think he's just one of them. And yeah, when he's hot, he's hot. And as of late, the plus minus hasn't been that bad. I know back towards like the 12th, 14th, he was a minus and a A lot of games, but the last three games, he's been a plus player, so Mm -hmm. nothing to hate there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move over to uh, the Boston
0: Bruins. We've got three player candidates from the Bruins. Uh, First two, we're going to cover our line mates. We've got David Krejci and Pavel Zaka. Let's start with Mr. Krejci, who has one goal and eight assists in his last 10 games. And wow, through his last 10 games, he is also a plus 14. A lot of really good production there. Uh, what are we thinking about uh, David Krejci right now?
1: You know, I really like both Krejci and Zaka, but kind of staying with Krejci, I really like this line he's on with Zaka and Pasternak. And you were mentioning his assist. he's mo- dishing the puck to guys like Zaka and Pasternak, and he's really getting it done. And this Boston Bruins team is not a team that you want to mess with this year. They've been they're really deep as a whole. Like Taylor Hall's on their third line; like that's just yeah. showing how deep they are this year. And yeah. Krejci coming back to the league this year, earning a role in that second line has done a really good job with it. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure personally if I would be ready to uh, pull the plug yet. I'd like to see a couple more games uh, where he can produce at a high rate. I like uh, the matchups coming up despite being on the road. They've got Tampa, Montreal, Florida, Carolina, Toronto. I think all of those are winnable games for the Bruins, especially for the run they've been on, so yeah, I uh, I like David Krejci right now as a streaming option, but not a long term ad yet for me. Yeah, he's thirty four percent rostered, plus five percent in the last day. You know, I mentioned you know through
0: the last ten games he's a plus fourteen. Well, something must have changed because he's only a plus sixteen on the season. You know, the downside with Krejci is is that he's a facilitator. He's a great two way player. He's not going to put the puck on net too often. He's not a, a pure goal scorer, so. You know, if that's something that you need, a little bit of a safer floor, night in or night out, I do think he's a decent option. But because he lacks some of that scoring upside, it's kind of more of a pass for me. I would more likely, um, and I'm not saying I would be more interested in keeping Pablo Zaka longer, but right now I'd be interested in grabbing him just because of his roster utility. You know, he's a center left winger and right winger, and I feel like the two they're pretty even in what they do. You know, if you look at their body of work this season, Krejci's got 11 goals, 26 assists, Pavel Zaka, eight goals, 22 assists, but he's been bouncing around the lineup a lot more. You know, Pavel Zaka is a plus 14, but more so Mm -hmm. recently in his last four games, he has three goals. Uh, Two of them came in one game, but, you know, he's still been pretty reliable and they both play on the same line with David Pasternak. Like, I'm interested to see how long that's going to flow. Like you had mentioned, Taylor Hall being on the third line, it feels kind of like an accountability situation. You know, like, hey, you know, you're going to be in charge of holding down the, the mm-hmm. second line, Mr. Pasta. Taylor mm-hmm. Hall, you're going to take the third, and the two old men are going to, you know, hold a guard up front on line one with Marchand and uh, Patrice Bergeron. So I, I, I kind of like how they have it set up, and I'm interested to see if Zaka and Krejci can benefit from this. But, you know, I'm like I said, I'm getting a little bit of – uh, everything from this, uh, from both players, I'll take Zaka, who's a center left winger and right winger, right winger, excuse me. And, you know, I'm going to be able to probably, you know, throw them into the lineup a little bit more often. Cause like, if you look at my teams, like I have guys in my, in my, my center position, like Rupe Hints, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, Nico Heisher. like there's no night where, you know, I have Krejci on the bench where I'm going to start him over those guys. Right. But there could be a night where I could uh, sneak in Zaka into a left wing or right wing. If I can't find better options, you know, if, if that makes mm-hmm.
1: sense. Yeah.
0: All right. Next up, we've got uh, Matt Grizzlick. only 10% rostered. I got a fun stat on him for Mr. 10% rostered. It's kind of crazy. What are your thoughts on adding him? I, I mean, to me, it's an absolute home run.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. He's playing on the top D pair with Matt Grizzlick. And as I, I saw this thing, the other, no, it day, is Matt like not, Matt Griswick's playing on
0: the top line with um, – Oh, sorry, Mac yeah, with
1: Boy. McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry about that. But, um, no, he's been really good, and I actually saw this thing the other day talking about how the Bruins have been so good, and one of the things that was pointed out is Jim Montgomery, their new coach, is allowing their uh, defensemen to get in the play more offensively. You see guys mm-hmm. like Clifton, Grizzlick, McAvoy, they're taking the puck into the zone more and creating more offensive chances. And we're seeing that out of uh, Matt Grizzlick down this last stretch here, points in uh, four out of his last five games. He's looked really solid, especially playing with Charlie McAvoy, that has a lot of value to him. Only three goals on the year, but a plus twenty-seven. Justin, can you imagine how much of a beauty he is in category leagues? That's like, what. That's the the fun fact I was getting getting mm-hmm. to here was Matt Grizzlick ranks
0: number four in plus-minus in the entire NHL. Mm-hmm. Number four, and he's 10% rostered. That's a bit, that's a bit excessive. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's not having a Vince Dunn level season. Vince Dunn has nine goals, 25 assists, and is a plus 26. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's almost got like a point per well, he has over <laughs> a point per his plus minus. Matt Grizzlick, he's just hanging out. I mean, he's playing much less ice time than the rest of the guys, like in this conversation for top plus minus candidates, guys like you know, like Hampus Lindholm, one of his teammates leads the league. Ryan Graves, mm-hmm. who I think is also on the sheet, is second in the league. Uh, Adam Larson's at third, and then Grizzlick is at 27. And Grizzlick of that top four plays the least amount of minutes. So I thought it was really interesting. He's turning up offensively right now. So I mean, like I said, it's it's a home run pickup for me. Five points in his last five games, two goals and six assists in his last 10, and he's a plus thirteen in his last mm-hmm. 10. So it's it's not like he's been sitting in this area. Like you really need to be paying attention to this kind of like surge that he's had. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't realize it based off his roster ship. You look at a guy like this and you see like, Oh, well, you know, Oh sure. Yeah. He's got a couple of assists and he's got a couple of goals, you know, through his last 10 games. But, you know, I I think that plus minus really speaks to the body of work, you know, on this run and just where he's been this season Uh, for Mm -hmm. reference in this last 10 games, the Bruins, they're eight and two. I don't know if I expect them to hit every one of those games uh for a win i love them tonight of course up against montreal that should be a smash home run but you know i i think the tampa game is going to be close i think the carolina game is going to be close and i think I, i'm not sure if it's the end of the road trip i definitely know it's the, the back end of it toronto mm-hmm. on the first of february after you know already four straight road games like i gotta imagine you know the, the running and ramping is gonna you know be taking its toll because mm-hmm. they're literally in montreal tonight then they're flying down to tampa coming back up to sunrise florida which is not that far from tampa but you know you're not going to mm-hmm. fly you're going to bus over there right and that's the next day or i'm sorry that's uh two days later and then from sunrise the very next day they go to carolina and then they go back up to toronto again you know so it's kind of a circus their their little road trip here that they're going to have i would like i'd like to see them probably win three out of these next five but mm-hmm. even with that coming into consideration again like Grizzlick's just been on it, so I, I see no reason uh, to pass him up. Um, I will also shout out Connor Clifton; he's been playing, you know, just as well, especially like in the plus-minus category, but hasn't really been hitting off uh, on offense recently. You know, might m- might be a a pivot move if uh, someone in your league, you know, is really sharp and on Gr- grizzlick first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, next guy up, we have here uh, Adam Henrique. Definitely not a popular name on the waiver wire discussions week in and week out. But he's scoring recently. He's playing on line one with Mason McTavish and Troy Terry. He has nine points in his last nine games. Not sure when the last time I could have said that. Five goals and four assists. What do you think about Adam Henrique?
1: Yeah, definitely a good add for sure, but not a long-term guy at all. Anaheim simply just doesn't score enough goals. They don't have enough offense going consistently. If they were one of those teams like Boston or – I don't know, like a New Jersey that can, you know, constantly score like three, four goals a night. Yeah, I would think Adam Henrik would be a good fit if he was on one of those teams. But Anaheim, you just look down the stretch, they can barely break uh, three goals. Um, they've had a couple games here now where they had a 5-3 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets and a 6-3 loss to the Sabres. But um, outside of that, yeah, they don't really have many games down the stretch where they're scoring more than two goals. Usually you yeah, have one, two goals each of these games. and So that's the real downside with uh, Henrique. But as a temporary option, I think he's really good. I like these games coming up here. Um, Arizona on the road, I think that's a doable game for them. Colorado, that'll be a harder game. But then you uh, fit in an, an Arizona at home and then a Chicago on the road. And so some matchups that I think could be favorable for him. But, yeah, down the stretch, not someone I plan on hanging on to uh, for sure just because of the lack of offense that uh, Anaheim brings to the table. Yeah, I
0: mean, I'll, I'll definitely keep a hat on the door for this one. He's a one-night stand for me. Like, you know, if, if you can plug him into your lineup once and then dump him and hopefully you get something good out of it, cool. Uh, but, like, I, I could not see myself. Like today, if you would have added him for the Arizona game, Awesome. Great. That's that's a good pickup. But then you got to drop him because he's going to play Colorado mm-hmm. next. And then if you want to go ahead and pick him up for the Arizona game. Cool. That's fine. But then you got to drop him because they're playing Dallas after that. I'm not running. Right. I'm not running him up against Jake Ottinger or Mackenzie uh, Blackwood. No, thanks. Uh, but then, hey, again, Chicago. Yeah, you can pick him up for for a game. You see where I'm going with mm-hmm. this here. Yeah, right. You, you can add him for you know a one night stint. But that's that's going to be about it. Uh, I would love if Adam Henry. Back to the Devils. That would be, that
1: would be imagine. That would, that would be
0: awesome. That would be that would be beautiful. That would. I, yeah, I'd be very excited about said move. Probably not going to happen. I'm I'm still hoping they would make a move for Patrick Kane. All right. Next up, we got uh, Evan Rodriguez of the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, we've kind of brought him up now. I think in, in a couple of uh, shows, maybe even mm-hmm. back to back, because I know that we took off last week. But Buddy's getting it done. Like I I really can't be that upset and. I'm not sure if you saw Nick, but he's been promoted to the first line.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really running him up over there in Colorado. He was a real uh, fan of the show last year. I know we talked a lot about him when he was on Pittsburgh. He was either really hot or really cold. But right now, coming off an of injury, he's been really hot. Um, I think his last game, yeah, was his first game where he didn't have a point. And before that, had points in what, one, two, three, four, uh, yeah, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I missed one there, but uh, five of his last seven games. He's had points. He's been buzzing. And, yeah, he's not in the power play, right? Or, yeah, he's on the second power play, sorry, with uh, Comfer and Newhook. But, yeah, that promotion with McKinnon and Lackanen is definitely huge. However, I think that's one of those situations that could change really quick because Colorado's a team. They're still clawing for points. I don't think anyone would say it, but they're still fighting to get in a playoff spot right now. We thought they'd be sitting way more comfortably in the standings. But, yeah, they're fighting to – get in there they've been on a good run so far and so i will be uh curious to see what happens with him but yeah for uh this next stretch here i really like him but again another guy not sure about long term i'd like to see him stay on this line one a little bit longer but yeah coming up you got washington at home anaheim at home st louis at home and then you hit the road for uh, pittsburgh and tampa and one other thing about him too is he's got that center left wing right wing designation there's only a handful of guys is on that Yahoo. New? I think that's new.
0: I'm not sure. I think I think he was only left wing and right wing. I don't know how that happened because JT Confer is the same thing. And I know that we've had JT Confer on this list before because mm. of the the minutes. Actually, I think that's what it was. Was we had both of them on here, Evan Rodriguez and JT Confer on our last one. And we said, oh, well, yeah, with JT Comfort, though, you get the center left wing and right wing. So I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of like a newer thing. So he's just he's just gaining ground on the Yahoo platform Mm -hmm. right now. He's just killing it.
1: And what's weird on the Yahoo platform is his uh, roster percentage is minus six percent in the last day. I guess people don't like that he can't get a point every night. I guess people don't
0: like that he was promoted to line one.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. I feel like his ownership should be up right now because. They should just see, hey, you know, he's getting up to line one. He's going to get more ice time. Like you look at these games. More here, ice time. Like, look at
0: him. Yeah, he's playing a ton.
1: Yeah, he's getting like his uh, cap here. He played 25 minutes in one game against Chicago. But yeah, he's been getting close to 20 minutes a game. And they lost uh, to Chicago not- that game. I also lost money on that game. That was garbage. Mm-hmm. I think that was. Uh, I think Francois was starting. It was like his first game back from injury, letting in a couple softies. Whatever, fucking Triple A Blackhawk team losing two is ridiculous. Yeah, better not. Uh, they better not win tonight. I got Canucks money line, hoping for uh, some good luck and Tox debut tonight. And whose debut? Rick Tockett, new head coach. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we'll
0: see. You know, the boys are buzzing for the new HC. I yeah, doubt TNT it. TNT alum. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, like I said, and I've said this before, like Rodriguez, I'm not a fan of him. Not a big Evan Rodriguez guy. But I got to give credit where credit is due, when it is due. And right now, Buddy's still buzzing. So, yeah, go pick him up, 34% rostered. Ownership is down, 6% in the last day. So, should be readily available. Uh, This next guy, also a pretty regular name on this sheet. I don't know how people are missing the memo here. You know, he's not top five in the league or top ten in the league in plus minus, but he's pretty good. And that's our boy Brady Shea of the Carolina Hurricanes, who's still sitting in less than forty percent. He's at thirty-eight percent rostered right now on the Yahoo platform. Still playing a ton of minutes. Still filling out the stat sheet. Four goals, three assists in his last eight games. Is a plus four in that sp- in that spread. Is a plus seventeen on the season. Like I, I don't know why this guy is always available on waivers. Like why do people not like Brady Shea?
1: So I had him for a while personally. I held him for about two or three weeks. Really liked him, but for me personally, what it came down to is I ran into the combination of Vince Dunn and Adam Larson, and Mm -hmm. someone had to go, and it was unfortunately Brady (laughs) Shea. Okay, well, that's just having really good defense, yeah. Mm -hmm. They were on the waiver wire. I think Dunn at the time was only like 54% roster, and Larson was like 32, so I just had to uh, take the better guys over Brady Shea, but nothing against him, though. Really good uh, numbers here down the stretch. Sitting on the second deep pair with Brett Pesci, um, second power play unit with Pesci as well. And there's a lot to like about them. This guy, not gonna hurt you at all. He hasn't been a negative throughout this whole stretch here that we're looking at from the elites from December 30th. Gets the puck on that, gets some blocks here and there. Um, but yeah, I would I like his numbers, definitely some consistency for sure. Had a couple of games in here where didn't get a lot going, but nonetheless, overall down the stretch. He's been real consistent, gets a lot going, been getting the puck in the back of the net lately, plus 17 on the year, playing on a wagon in Carolina, so nothing to hate here. Yeah, I have, I've kept him on my category team
0: just because he, there's always a little bit of spark of offense. There's always the plus minus going my way, and he gets a decent uh, amount of shots on net. So mm-hmm. just a, a guy with a very safe floor, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm well in hand to uh, continue to ride him out. Um, Man, got to vent some frustration here. I'm losing my mind. Uh, Penguins are now down 2-0. Tristan Jari was a late scratch, and they're starting Casey DeSmith. Would never have put money on the Penguins if I knew Casey DeSmith was starting. So that hurts me and my feelings quite a bit.
1: But also
0: my fantasy team's feelings, not feeling so good because I have Tristan Jari. Mm -hmm. I had today to start. Tristan Jari, Philip Gustafson, Vitek Vanisek, and Jacob Markstrom. Kind of got to sit on some goalies here with how bad Markstrom has been playing. All oh, right. Yeah. So, what do I do? I make a last minute move to p- pick up Phoenix Copley because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know, this, this other guy's not playing. I'll drop him. He's not doing so good. That was Philip Gustafson. Mm-hmm. And I got Vitek Vanisek on the bench thinking that he's not playing tonight. He gets a late check mark. Jari loses his check mark. And Phoenix Copley, who I picked up, has already got been scored on. I'm not happy right now, Nick. You gotta I'm hit the having... daily face-off. Dude, I'm when they have the green check mark on Yahoo, it means they're starting.
1: <laughs> Jari had the green check mark. But they get confirmed on daily face-off before they get confirmed on Yahoo. Well, you
0: know, if you can't get a confirmation from the site that you're playing fantasy on, like I don't, you know, what am I asking for here? You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, I'm not asking Yahoo to tell me who the referees are in the game, you know, just it's the same thing with a pitcher. You're supposed to mm-hmm. know if your pitcher's going that day or your goalie's going that day. Right. Bums. Bums over a Yahoo. You're killing me. <laughs> All right, back back to the sheet here. Actually, let's let's pay a, a quick bill. Let's hit a, a word from the sponsor here. Uh, WinBet is the official online sportsbook, sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. There are great promos, odds, and payouts happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, you can sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet a 100, get a 100. This is limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get an extra $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1 800 522 4700. All right, next guy up here, Nick. Also at the top of the charts for plus minus in the league, Ryan Graves. He's a plus 29. Another. Interesting, just add, I don't understand, 25% rostered. Why are people sleeping on this guy? Just because he doesn't score enough or what?
1: Yeah, I think in points leagues, that's it. But categories, he's uh, a unit. He's going to get you that dub in the plus-minus column for sure, get you that extra win. But in terms of, yeah, down the stretch in points leagues, he's he's been on a little tear here as of late, been getting her done. But uh before that, not a lot going, so I think that's what it is. Hopefully, people are starting to catch on because I think his ownership was lower. But overall, New Jersey defensemen as a whole—if you can get on any of them in their top four—are very, very profitable in terms of points for fantasy. Like I remember, I had Jonas Siegenthaler for a while. He was like seven percent rostered, and he was getting uh, a lot of shots on goal and blocks, and he was getting like you wouldn't get any points, but with just on that, he would get seven points a night. Uh, Dougie Hamilton's another one, might have to go out and trade for him. Graves, like we just mentioned, and Damon Severson. So yeah, all these guys, especially Ryan Graves with the plus minus, have a lot of value on this New Jersey decor. core They have been really, really good this year, looking to make a run at the postseason. Hopefully they get far because I know you're a big Devils guy. And uh, yeah, lots of like here with Ryan Graves. But yeah, I think I would personally grab him, but I think the reason why his roster ship is so low is because it's just now. I think he's like starting to get a lot more points just recently, at least in the month of January. Because I think before that, he didn't have a lot uh, much going on for him in that column for the goals and assists. Right. Yeah, uh, the production's coming up a little bit here. He
0: does have two goals and five assists in his last ten, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you know that that's a much higher rate for him than. He's been clicking at for most of this season, and he's a uh, plus eleven through that last ten games as well. So, yeah, everything's pointing in a good direction for him. He's a guy that, yeah, you can definitely get on your roster. And I think, you know, as long as there's some steady production there, like, uh, you know, maybe I don't know. What do you think? A point every three games?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Was maintainable? Or you don't
1: even you don't even need to get a lot of points. Simply just a lot of uh, shots on goal and blocks. And he's had a few games like he had one mm-hmm. where he had an assist, was a plus three. Uh, a shot on a goal in seven blocks, had seven points, or 17 points, sorry. He he doesn't need to score every game, but, yeah, he just contributes in those other defensive categories, getting the puck to the net a lot every third game. You know, at least getting over six or seven fantasy points, I think, within every three games or every other game, I think, yeah, then he's someone that's uh, manageable to keep on your fantasy roster. All right, right on. All right, next up, we have a couple of line mates again. This time for the
0: Calgary Flames. We've got Mr. Andrew Mangiapani and Mikael Backlund. Who would you rather pick up right now?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. They're both on the third line right now. They both get the same amount of ice time, but if it came down to it, I would probably have to go... Yeah, it's actually really tough now that I look at it. There's a lot of uh, good stuff with both of these guys, but I think I would have to go probably Backlund. I think he's going to be more available. Uh, only 16% rostered, while Manjiapani is currently 29% rostered. Backlund's got nine goals, 18 assists for 27 points and a plus 10, while Manjiapani has 10 goals and 15 assists for 25 points and a minus one. So slight edge there. Backlund's got the plus minus. Um, I like his ice time here down the stretch. He's always been very reliable in fantasy. He's just kind of a guy you can... Add and drop on your team. He's got points in uh, four of his last five games. A lot to like there. And, uh, yeah, definitely got to show some love to mangiapani though. I swear, every time I watch the Calgary Flames, I always hear his name. He's always doing something on the ice. And, yeah, he's definitely is worth mentioning as a backup option if Backlund isn't available or the other one isn't available. But, yeah, definitely two uh, really good streaming options here. I'm going to go with Manjapani. I Backlund has been
0: more reliable across the season, but I think that, you know, I need to go with a a bit of a hotter hand between the two because I don't really see either of them, you know, lasting out the season on my team. And Manjapani, you know, if there was a guy that was going to be the guy to last it, I think it would be him just because of his scoring efficiency. He's a much better shooter. Like you look at the Mm -hmm. two and you see like, oh, well, Manjapani's only got one more goal than Backlund. I don't know what it is, but Backlund's getting the puck to the net more than Mangiapane, which is irregular. Like, he right. has about you know about fifty extra shots. We'll say like forty nine extra shots over Mangiapane, but Mangiapane has one more goal. You know what I mean? Like right. his, his shooting, his his shooting percentage is actually right around ten percent, and Backlund's is around like you know seven and a half to eight. So, and and I know that's not a huge difference, but overall, you know, like their track record in the in the league, Mangiapani, just kind of known for scoring. Uh, he's got three goals, seven and assists in his last ten. He's a plus six. Backlund in his last ten, two goals and six assists, and is a plus four. Again, not very different. I think that both are okay options, but if I'm going to take a shot on either one, I'm going to go with Mangiapani just because I could see him lasting longer on my roster. Like I could mm-hmm. see Backlund lasting a day, I could see Manjiapani lasting a week. You know, like and then that again, it's not a huge difference. It's only six days, but right. you know, that's that's where I'm at with it. That's how close it is for me. Mm-hmm. I do like that they are playing on the same line though. Who is their, who's their line
1: mate? Um, uh, Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman. They I got a weird got... situation over there. They got that second line of Kadri, Huberto, and Lucic. Ugh.
0: I know. What that's they doing not... with Lucic up there. Who do they think he is? Tom Wilson. What a year? Did... What year do they think it is in Calgary? Alon Lucic on the second one man bro, this isn't no.
1: 2013 people it's so yeah. not
0: no you're not going to a cup with that lineup buddy like i like the mm-hmm. idea like playing kadri and Luc- and lucic together like mm-hmm. very two tough players to play against like but i i just don't get it you need to you need to fill uh, some scoring
1: around kadri mm-hmm. right now and Whatever. one thing to yeah one thing to point out too with like manjiapani he could move up the lineup too cuz like Dylan Dubé, he's on line 1 he was originally a line two, line three guy because yeah, in the line one they've got Dubay, Lynn Holm, and Toffoli. So I think Backlin or especially Mondja could definitely move up the lineup for sure. But yeah, Daryl Sutter, he's got a plan, I guess. I he guess so. he loves that uh filling him in type of hockey, as you can see with that second line. Is past the was was past the doobie who got the game winner last night? Um, I think so, yeah. I think it was.
0: It was a nice little yeah, timer. Mm-hmm. All right, next guy up here is, is, speaking about past the doobie, red-hot Calgary Flames, Daniel Vladar. Like, man, like, my feelings are hurt again. I got Jacob Markstrom sitting on my team, and I got Daniel Vladar just eating up wins and fantasy points and production. I mean, believe me, it hasn't been pretty. Uh, Vladar has allowed three goals, or I'm sorry, more than three goals in three straight starts, but he also has four straight wins. Mm-hmm. so team in front of them has been getting it done. You know, they beat Columbus four to three. They beat Tampa Bay, six to three, super impressive there. They beat Dallas six to five. Also very impressive. That's just running it up. I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, shoot going to a shootout with everybody. And then he also beat uh St. Louis as well. I mean, JV team, but whatever, mm-hmm. um, some impressive wins, some okay wins here. What are your thoughts about this situation? I mean, I, I don't think it's hard to say that Vladar should be added in fantasy, but, like, what do you think about this split going forward? Like, I know we've brought it up before, but, like, do we really think that Markstrom's going to come back? Like, he's going to return to form here? Like, Mm -hmm.
1: post-deadline, post-All-Star break, like, second half? (laughs) Right. Well, Markstrom currently, uh, he started 32 games this year, so it's 13, 12, and 5. With a 282 and an 895. Ugh. While Vladar is, uh, started 16 games and is 10, four and four with a 275 and 904. Vladar, a lot younger. Markstrom's 32. Vladar's 25. He's got more potential to move into uh, a better role. And I think that's what they're trying to do. Splitting the starts here. But yeah, Vladar, I feel like, is just a burden for Jacob Markstrom owners like yourself. This guy just comes in steals the show if you will like he's not playing spectacular but he's winning hockey games and that's not something Jacob Markstrom is able to do lately and I think yeah definitely a good option to get him in your lineup for sure especially with this schedule coming up too I think Seattle will be a good game for them I think that'll be a close game Chicago they better beat Chicago they're they're so bad But then you uh, go on the road against New York, but then go back against Detroit. So it's kind of just uh, knowing your hand here, knowing your roster, and knowing when you can get the goalie in because, yeah, there's some good matchups. I like wins against Chicago. I like probably a one-goal game against Seattle. I could even see them taking the Rangers too. I don't know the Rangers' schedule, but I know uh, their goaltending hasn't been the best this year, so they could easily take that, and I like Detroit. So I like these matchups for them, and I like Ladar probably splitting these starts here because they've got this back-to-back with uh, Chicago on the road, and then they travel to Seattle the next day. So definitely, um, I think probably Vladar will start Seattle. Markstrom will get Chicago because um, you had him play the last game against Columbus. So yeah, a lot to like for uh, Mr. Ladar. Yeah, it's a good situation for him right now, not
0: so much for Markstrom obviously. And yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. You're probably going to see yeah, Chicago and Seattle. I think you'll see Markstrom. I think these guys are going to start going in in games of twos because in theory, Markstrom is supposed to be good and Vladar is mm-hmm. right now good. So you just don't want to overextend either one when you have uh, right. you know that much skill available. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Jack Roslovich and Boone Jenner, not line mates, but teammates, both Columbus Blue
1: Jackets. Uh, between the two, who would you rather take? Um, looking at their numbers right now, probably would have to go, mm, this sucks. This hockey team's terrible.
0: I, <laughs> I like Jack Roslovich uh, uh, between the two. I shouldn't say yeah. that I just like yeah. like him in general. <laughs> mm. Between the two options, I like Roslovich. Playing in the top line with Liney and Goudreau, if something's going to happen, if there's going to be a big night and you're taking a shot on one of these guys, I, mm-hmm. I just got to go with the guy that's going to play in the middle of the top two scorers on the team.
1: Yeah, and he moves the puck really well. And like you said, he's playing with Goudreau in line A um, on the first power play with uh, Jenner, actually, and Goudreau. So, yeah, I could I could get with that for sure. But this Columbus team, they're uh, really sitting pretty in that Bedard sweepstakes here. Imagine Shut up.
0: You- Don't say that. I'm knocking on wood right now.
1: I will also knock on wood. You just
0: but, knocked on my wood. You can't do that. You can't just knock and knock endlessly.
1: People are just but, knocking on doors all day. But I can, I could see this team being a lot better. You get that a guy like that in there, and you plug him in with Goudreau and Line, Because right. Roselvic, he does get a lot of assists, but his goal scoring as a whole just really isn't there. Four goals, no, 22 assists on the campaign. He does not get the puck to the net whatsoever.
0: But again... Yeah. If I'm going to be in a bad situation, no matter what, because mm-hmm. there's no player that you can just say, like, oh, yeah, I'm starting this guy from Columbus on my fantasy team and be like, I get a positive reaction from someone like, oh, really? That's great. You are? Like, that's fantastic. Boom, Maybe Jenner. Johnny
1: Hockey. Johnny yeah. Hockey goes no. on his runs. No, no. Johnny Hockey got,
0: is a disappointment.
1: He got two apples last night. Maybe uh, the coaching over at Pitter Patter Panini Fantasy Hockey just wasn't it. That's some bullshit. That's not true. <laughs> I, You know what? Speaking of the coaching, I would have dropped him sooner
0: had Yahoo let me like they just would not allow me whatsoever to drop him for the longest mm-hmm. time. And then one day I was like, oh, I'm picking up this guy. And I saw I could do it. I saw the little, you know, the caution mm-hmm. sign was gone. I was like, praise Jesus. What is mm-hmm. this? Goodbye. You can have him eat him up, buddy.
1: Eat well, yeah, up. for the longest time you wanted to move him and Patrick Kane in some sort of package deal. And you were offering me some some crazy deals. Well, hey, all I can say is is that Johnny Goudreau has not lived up to his ADP this year. So,
0: y'all yeah, can no. have him. You can have him for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, main reason why I brought these two up, the scheduling. So, Edmonton, Vancouver, Seattle, Washington. Goals, goals, goals should be available in these mm-hmm. next four games. Specifically through this weekend. Edmonton, Vancouver, and Seattle. Does the 31st go through 31st is is uh, is ne- it's next Tuesday. So yeah, yeah, the next three games run through this weekend. They're on the road. Mm-hmm. I imagine Columbus is probably going to lose all three of those games, mm-hmm. and putting them in better situation. Goddamn mm-hmm. Bedard. Um, and there's going to be lots of goals scored. So Boone Jenner, I also not having a good season, but he scored goals in back-to-back games. If there was someone that I would bet to score a goal in that next one against Edmonton, definitely Boone Jenner. But again, these mm-hmm. are not and um, you know confirmations of long-term ownership
1: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> not sure why i couldn't get that out uh last guy up here and we are going to head out is mr sam Montabo. uh canadians getting it done randomly somehow without uh nick suzuki now or i'm sorry was it cole caulfield
1: yeah cole caulfield he's out for the year he's had That's like some was. shoulder injury yeah but sam Montabo, man he's got what four wins out of his last six games mm-hmm. what's that all and- about yeah, and it's crazy, too. I'm just looking at their uh, injury sheet. Like, this year, they've had Monahan on IR, in on IR, Jake Evans on IR, Caden Gooley on IR, Slepkovsky on IR, Armia on IR, Brandon Gallagher on IR, and now Cole Caulfield is out for the rest of the year. But this team's finding a way to get it done, and, uh, yeah, Samuel Montembeau, he's been the guy as of late. Uh, like you said, he's been winning a lot of hockey games. And, yeah, he's got the volume of starts and only 18% rostered. Definitely a good streaming option here. Got a couple matchups here that I am a fan of. I uh, like uh, Ottawa on the 28th and the 31st. I like the Islanders February 11th. But, yeah, they go right into the all-star break here coming up. So, yeah, from the 31st to 11th, there is no games in that span. So you just got to kind of play your cards right, decide which matchups are best here. I personally, for him, don't like the Boston matchup. I don't like any team against Boston. I only huh. like Boston. Guess what's happening right now in that game? What's happening?
0: Absolutely nothing. Montreal just just clogging up the middle. Zero zero. There's about mm. four minutes left in the first. Listen to this. Both teams have six shots on net. Six. Oh my god. Like Canadians, man, they're
1: stepping it up. Sam Montebo's pitching a mm. shot.
0: I mean, it's early. He's so I mean, mm. only a period. He be better Europe.
1: not. I took. Yeah, I got the Bruins at minus uh, like three fifteen at the wee hours of the morning. Dude, I'm not happy about it. I'm telling you right now, I got I got Boston too, and they're not mm-hmm. showing up, and I'm not happy about it. You want to talk about taking the coaching? My God. Yeah, like get to Someone call up David Krejci or something. Tell him to get something going. Our guys over here: Connor Clifton, Krejci, Zaka. Where are they at? Uh, well, none
0: of them have a shot on that. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Oh no, Zaka, Zaka. Mm-hmm. It's got a shot. It's got an SOG. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, okay. Pittsburgh, they they actually tied it up. And uh, L.A. tied it up, too, but they also let in another one. So that one's 2-2. Mm-hmm. And Florida Penguins also tater 2 mm-hmm. So good stuff. Yeah, I mean, St. Montebeau is he's doing good things. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm never going to say that any one player for the Canadians, similar to the Blue Jackets, is going to be a lock stock hold for any period mm-hmm. of time. But Montembeau's on a run. Get on it if you still can. He's eighteen percent rostered. Like I said, should be an easy pickup if you need a goalie. Uh, yeah, I don't love him tonight against Boston, but yeah, like you mentioned, Detroit back to back with Ottawa, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of opportunity there. And the way this team's playing, they play they play like this, uh, like they are against Boston right now. Up against the Islanders, they'll beat them too.
1: So. Mm, yeah, lots of love here for uh, Monty B over here. I know that's
0: a long break. So, I mean, if, if that's mm-hmm. the case, if you got to let them go because of that, but whatevs. All
1: right. That is all that we have for today. Nick, do you have anything else to share before we head out? Yeah. Check me out on Twitter. Face off those Z Talk about the NHL, fantasy hockey, whatnot, everything over there, as well as ONU Tigers hockey on Twitter. Um, following me and what I'm doing in the college hockey world. We've got Wheaton College this weekend. They're not a good team, but they've got a crazy barn from what I gather. Their fans really get into it, and so looking forward to that. And are the fans uh, crazy, or is it the barn that's crazy? So we're playing at Carroll Stream, and it's a really weird barn because the locker rooms are like you got to go like down these stairs and then through like a weird hallway to get to the locker rooms, and then the glass is like super short, and a lot of a lot of these kids supposedly will like. Be hanging over the glass while the game is going on. All right. Mm-hmm. Pucks on glass. Make yeah, sure that we glass. clear the zone. Pucks on glass. Glass and out, boys.
0: <laughs> don't hit anyone in the head. That will not be. That would be not not be cool. People <laughs> yeah, no. will jump
1: over the glass and come after you, and probably fall in the process. What if they do? Don't drop your stick because yeah, so dumb. never drop it's your so, stick. It's before. so dumb. You could literally use your stick as a yeah. weapon. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. You
0: can find me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.